Bregman sends one to the gap in left center field, and that's going to get down and roll all the way to the wall. Two runs will score. It was Correa earlier. It is Bregman here, and the Astros have a 5-1 to one lead. And we're back, episode 31 of the podcast. Kelsey Laughlin and Brady Stiff. That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports 1, as indeed the White Sox season comes to a close in the American League Division Series. The Astros win the series in Chicago, 3-1 to one the series final. Uh, Ten to one, I think, was the final today, Kelsey. It was um, rough mm. day for Sox fans. Uh, I I don't want to revel in the in the Sox loss because <laughs> I, I pride myself as a Cubs fan who's not a Sox hater. Um, but the Brewers, Cardinals, and White Sox being out of the playoffs early. Not gonna lie, from <laughs> a Cubs fan perspective, we're feeling okay about it. Yeah, I imagine. Um, and as you said, we got plenty of our hits in the last. Well mostly all summer. So to be honest, <laughs> you, you know, you just to, to get them in. It was, it was unfortunate. Um, Jamie and Sarah are coming for dinner tomorrow night. Uh huh. Yep. And Jamie texted me and said, I think there's a game on tomorrow. Um, maybe we should reschedule so that, you know, Sarah and Kevin can concentrate on dinner. And I said, Oh honey, there is no game tomorrow. Night. <laughs> <laughs> will That's be. sweet. But no, <laughs> there is no joy in Mudville. <laughs> The mighty Casey so, um, struck out. I will say, you know, from our perspective, it's been a long time that, you know, we've, we've waited. And I say we very loosely. Kevin is the big fan in this house. I know you know that. Um, but he came home Friday and was just so upset because Thursday and Friday were bad games. And he didn't get to really see them. Mm-hmm. He kind of listened to the Friday game on the way home. And like they, you know, the Astros scored like five runs while he was listening. So <laughs> he was really down um, to have uh, Sunday's game, I think, was such a light for those of us who were cathartic. Like, Is cathartic the right word? I don't know if it's cathartic, but it was so nice. I'm just going to say it was nice. <laughs> it was to nice have to get one. At least yeah. One bright spot. And sure. it was a fun game and it was kind of an interesting game and it was kind of a different game. And. Um, obviously winning is really fun, but like just, they, they kind of did it in a fun way and that was really worth it. Not worth it, but really nice. (laughs) I had, I had (laughs) multiple people either tell me or post on Facebook that that atmosphere on Sunday night at guaranteed was electric. Electric is an understatement, Kelsey, like just, uh, incredible. Ann and I were there on a Saturday night when the Yankees were in town in the middle of August. Yes, for uh, Rizzo. Yeah, well, it was yeah. supposed to be Rizzo, but yeah. Supposed to be. Supposed to be. Um, we knew at that point that the Sox were going to win the division. The mm-hmm. Yankees were in the in the mix for a playoff spot. They ended up losing the wild card game to the Red Sox. Um, that was an incredible atmosphere. I can only yeah. imagine that atmosphere times 20 for a yeah. playoff game on Sunday night. It translated on TV, which I think yeah. doesn't always happen. I mean, you could tell just by watching how electric it was. Um, I think we've just waited a really long time. It's yeah. been a long time. And yeah. Bob was, you know, I kind of said something today about how long everyone had been waiting. And he said, I'm 70. I'm almost 70. And I've only seen him win it once. And I, I said, well, wow, you're getting old. Um, and maybe that's it. <laughs> well, 
We I are be that guy, but we are a collective tortured Chicago baseball fandom. In the last 100 and now, it's been five years since the Cubs won. So 113 years, we've seen, what, three World Series championships between our our two Chicago franchises? I mean, that's incredible. We have two. We have two. In different leagues. They're not Not even going to knock each other out before the World Series. (laughs) It's incredible. Are we, I mean, we've never actually really addressed this. Are we a tortured sports city? We are, right? Um, I would, I would hesitate, I would hesitate to say tortured because, uh, in our lifetimes and and you and I are, are in our mid thirties. Um, and in our lifetimes, we've had 11 Chicago sports championships of the major sports, right? Football, baseball basketball well, and, and hockey yeah jordan's i mean i guess you can ne- you could never call us a tortured city with sure. an athlete like michael jordan I, i'd say we're a tortured baseball town yeah because we've had we i mean it, the much was made of the cubs long drought over a hundred years 108 to be exact but the white Sox, when they had won in 2005 it was an 80 plus year drought yeah it was long <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> that was Ooh. not to go overlooked so um, it, you know, it's, it's been a long time since we've had consistent baseball success in this town. Um, you know, it was a series where, look, it's a five game series. You have to get off to a good start. You had to take one of two yeah. in Houston. You had to, you get down Oh two, the pitchers aren't pitching. The hitters aren't hitting. It's tough to win those kind of series to cut, to have I mean, to come back it last week. Yep. With our with our guests talking about, you know, if you can come out strong on that first game, great. And that's who's going to win it. Yeah, and that's what happened. If if you flip home field in that in a, in a five game series like that, well, in, in all series really, but especially in a five game. But if you flip home field by winning one of two in those first couple of games, and you make it a, a best out of three with two of those games, then at home for you. Um, you know, you've, you've done, you've done your job and, and the White Sox simply just, just didn't do it. You know, it's, you know, you, you play 162 for, for it to come down to what ended up being four games, but you know, the, the randomness of baseball, the, you know, if you want to talk about being hot, being cold, whatever. Um, but I, I think we saw that come to light in, in this series is the, the Astros hit the White Sox didn't, um, you know, Justin talked about the relentlessness of that. Astros offense and that really really came to fruition against the White Sox pitching um I was listening uh, on the radio uh, uh, to post game on the way over here to Ants tonight and um they were talking about how none of the White Sox starters maybe even got into the fifth inning much less finished the fifth inning and you know in playoff baseball it's been the last I don't know five or six years starters don't go that long in the playoffs yeah yeah. However, you throw everything you got at it, so you, you and, have that yeah, flexibility. Yeah, and and hitters tend to grind at bats more, and yeah. every pitch is a little bit more stressful, especially when guys are on base. Um, so uh, starters typically typically don't go that long. But I'm watching these other series, and Scherzer went like, oh, seven plus last short. night. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, props to Carlos Rodon. I know he didn't. He wasn't 100 percent today. He went out and didn't quite finish three innings. The the death knell, so to speak, was that fastball to Carlos Correa um, when the Sox had a one nothing lead. Uh, Correa hit a double into the gap on an 0-2 fastball that was up in the zone, and 
Um, you know, Carlos Rodon just, you know, he went out there and gave what he had, and, you know, ultimately it wasn't enough. So, um, you know, I, I know he's been dealing with some injuries and maybe some fatigue, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where a team that played really well all season long just wasn't able to sustain that success. And um, I don't know, you, you could talk about and, and theorize about a team that was sort of coasting to the end of the season and then wasn't yep. able to flip the switch when they needed to. Yeah, there was that lack of momentum for sure going into it. And and, and we talked about that too, and I'm yeah. not surprised. And Hi, Ben. <laughs> Guest appearance. It's not bedtime around here. <laughs> no. No, it's not. Hey, buddy. Enjoy the Paw Patrol that you'll be hearing oh, in the background right. for the rest of the episode. <laughs> What are, what are Ben's thoughts on the White Sox? Do we have Ben's thoughts on the White Sox? Ben, do you remember the White Sox game? Yeah. Did you enjoy watching it? Uh, no, he's done. He's oh, okay. playing with things on my desk now. So all right. That's how he felt about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Kind of how we all felt about it, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, look, something shiny. Ooh. If, um, <laughs> if I were a White Sox fan or if the Cubs were in that situation, um, I would have turned that game off early for uh, my own sanity. Um, the one just, today, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, it had, if it had been a game, an elimination game that had gotten out of hand, probably best that I walk away from that game and, um, you know, accept the fact without watching that uh, the season's over. Because, I mean, look. You don't have to watch every coffin be hammered or every <laughs> nail be hammered in the coffin. Right, like, yeah. You know it's going under. Yeah, yeah, no thanks. It was the same way last year. The, the Cubs – you know, made the playoffs as uh, they, they won their division, but ended up playing the Marlins in like a best best out of three somehow. And, and they just had no shot in the, in that best out of three. So, um, yeah, you know, with the Cubs, obviously the windows closed and they only get one World Series for the White Sox. The window is just opening. I'm going to be very interested to see what the White Sox do in free agency. Um, you know, they have a tendency to be for lack of a better term, and, and you may be not the nicest term, but cheap. Um, and yeah. <laughs> this is, Maybe not nice, but pretty honest. Yeah, I mean, the, the window is very much on the way open and not really the time to be cheap if you're Jerry Reinsdorf. And, I mean, look, you know, he, he's got two teams in town here that the window is opening. I think the White Sox window is a little bit more open than uh, the Bulls window, but... Um, Look, you got a pretty damn good baseball team on the south side of Chicago, and they dealt with a lot of injuries this year. They really didn't have their full roster together um, for the majority of the season, and I, I think chemistry does go a long way in baseball. You know, baseball and, and softball, as they are played, are individual team sports, right? You play as a team, especially on defense. There's a lot that goes into um, interesting. The, the coordination of, um, you know, what happens – with the defense when the ball goes into left field versus right field, you know, turning a double play, et cetera. But at the heart of it, it's backup and all that. Yeah, exactly. A lot of movement that that's supposed to happen. doesn't always happen, but it's, it's like synchronized to. swimming. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's still very much batter versus pitcher. So individual okay. guys need to produce. Mm -hmm. And the White Sox sluggers did not mm -hmm. slug. It took them two and a half games to get an extra base hit. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to win a lot of baseball games when, sad when you hear. hit only I mean, that's singles. Just, 
there's no way to refute that. There's, yeah. there's nothing you can really say when yeah. that's your reality. You know a what I mean? A lot, lot of like, walks, oof. a lot of walks from the starting pitchers, and walks yeah. kill. Yeah. Especially leadoff walks. Just watching that game, I, I so last Thursday was game one. I uh, I work in Deer Park, and then I was playing early softball in Wheeling, so I didn't go home. I actually just went to a sports bar and hung out, and, and the socks were on, and uh, so I you know had dinner and a couple cocktails nice. and, and watched the game. And um, it was just uh, Lance Lynn just had nothing. He just yeah. couldn't Say, control it. Was, it sounded and... nice, and then I realized what you were watching. <laughs> Duh. No, that really wasn't that nice. Um, you know, it's it's fun to have something to talk about in town, even, even for Cubs fans, and um, there are Cubs fans out there who hate the White Sox and, and vice versa, and there's, you know, Cub fans out there who, um, you know, wanted to see the White Sox do well, and uh, there are Cubs fans out there who are indifferent. Um, you know, I have a lot of White Sox fan friends, a lot of White Sox White Sox fan coworkers, um, softball teammates who are White Sox fans. So, you know, I, I know, believe me, I, I know what it's like over the last uh, five, six years now to have the season end before you want it to when you make it to October. And, sure. you know, o- only once in the last five years did the Cubs win the final game of the baseball season. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's, a, it's a kick in the nuts when, uh, when it does end, <laughs> e- even if you're expecting it, right? Um, yeah. you know, we haven't been to a game five yet in the division series, much less a game seven in the LCS or the world series, but the finality of that game and that season ending, I mean, just ask the Cardinals walk off Homer in the bottom of the ninth with a base open. Are you kidding me? Wow. Um, to be a Cardinals fan last, it was ouch, a, it was ouch, a Wednesday. Ouch. Yeah. So they had, uh, the score was tied in the bottom of the ninth. The winning run was on second. I don't know if you saw this highlight at all, Kelsey. But No, I um, actually didn't, so I'm curious <laughs> to hear how, how exactly this played out. It's kind of funny from a Cubs fan perspective. Um, is it, so, by the way, is it weird that I don't have any idea what the Cardinals did? Or is, no. Is, like, were you watching mostly because you're a big baseball fan and a, and a Cubs fan? Um, yes I and mean, no. I have um, no idea. So what happened in that game? Yeah, I mean, wild card games are always fun because the unpredictable happens because it's Got a it. one game winner take all scenario. Like sure. it's okay. <laughs> we talk about 162 coming down to 5. This is 162 <laughs> coming down to 1. Like March Madness. Yes, it is. It really yeah. is. Um so uh winning run on second, nobody on first. So you have a base open. Okay. They bring a new pitcher in. I think it's a 1-0 okay. count. I think he had, uh, I can't remember if it was 1-0 or 0-1. He had thrown one pitch. He hangs a slider, and the Dodgers batter, Chris Taylor was the guy. He hits a home run to win the ballgame. If you bring up the highlight, Kelsey, of, of Alex Reyes hanging this slider to Chris Taylor, he releases the pitch and immediately walks to the dugout because he knew. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I said to myself, how the hell do you hang a slider with a base open in the winning run on second base? Yes. That's, oof. Oof. Goodbye. He's like, I mean, oh, I wasn't good. mad about it because it's the Cardinals, but you know. Sure, but a little tiny part of you hurts probably for just another sports player. That's a little bit. I, I guess. I guess. No, yeah, never mind. You're, you can disagree. <laughs> you can say I'm wrong. That's fine. Your face said it, so you might as well tell our viewers, our listeners, not viewers. Um, so yeah, White Sox finished the season, 
uh, losing in the division series to the Astros. They'll go on to face the Red Sox in the, yeah, big time. The big wrong time. Sox. The wrong Sox, yes, in the uh, American League Championship Series. Uh, the NLDS, we, or the NLCS, I should say, is, is half decided. Uh, the Braves finished off the Brewers uh, just not too long ago. We're recording on Tuesday evening, uh, maybe about a half hour ago is when the, uh, uh, the Braves finished off the Brewers. Um, so we're just waiting for the Giants and Dodgers to finish up. Uh, lots still to be determined here in October baseball. Um, the Bears, however, Kelsey, uh, got a really good win uh, over the Raiders. Uh, some news coming out of uh, Las Vegas after the fact. It really had nothing to do with the Bears. Um, it's been all over the headlines the last 24, 36 hours. I'm sure you've seen it, but uh, John Gruden, the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, um, mm-hmm. forced to resign slash fired over some 10-year-old, well, I guess a sequence of emails over a course of 8, 9, 10 years. I mean, just a yeah bizarre story. Um, you wonder, I, I wonder why it took so long for these emails to come out. I don't know about you. So what I thought was interesting is when we were listening to the story, when it had, you know, first broken, um, there were a lot of people on ESPN who kind of said Gruden wasn't working for the NFL at the time. Correct. He wasn't he was working with for any teams. Monday Night Football, yeah. On exactly. ESPN, yeah. So how are you going to pull that out now? And I, I remember thinking as I was watching it, oh, you guys are so naive. Like... <laughs> <laughs> whether whether it's right or wrong, I was like, oh no, he's definitely he's gone, he's done. Um, and and I just thought it was interesting because, um, like you said, how did it take so long to come out and all that, but also the idea that something that you did that long ago would stay buried and or that you wouldn't have ramifications for your job today, I think is just naive. And again, not saying it's right or wrong, et cetera. It's just, I think these guys were really under the impression that this was just going to be like, not great for him, not great for publicity, but he was going to be fine. There's no way they could fire him or there's no way he could, you know, be asked to resign or anything. And I was kind of like, okay. I think think that um, was Sunday that I saw that. Yeah. And I think with, with one email, one instance, 10 years ago, I think he could have acknowledged it, apologized for it, said that he's grown as a man and as a I person. I see your point. Yeah, okay. And he would have been That's fine. Fair. However, as as time went on, i.e. 24 hours, um, more and more and more and more came out. And not just racist stuff. Sexist, homophobic. I mean, you name it. John Gruden said it. I mean, there's there's just no coming back from that. And I get yeah, I get your point that it's if it were just a, the single incident, then and that's probably what they were going off of at the time. Now that I think about it, because it was an it was an early break in the story, so I'm yeah. sure that that was the the differentiation. Yeah, that and makes sense. we're we're probably not done with this story. Um, John Gruden may no. be one of um, yeah. many who are involved and. Taken down is probably the wrong word, but um, it's not the last thing that's going to come to light in this story. Um, yeah, definitely not. And you wish it would have come out sooner, right? I mean, we're talking, it's 2021, so 
the last, I, I haven't read everything, but the last, or the, the latest, or the, the most recent email I, I think I'd seen was from 2018. So uh, before he was hired as the Raiders head coach. So while he was working for ESPN, emails going back and forth with whoever, um, you know, whether it's production emails or whatever. Also, how dumb do you have to be to put it on email on internet record? Yeah. I mean, it's bad That's... enough you have these opinions and, and want to say these things, but, bro, mm -hmm. the internet is undefeated. Yeah. Undefeated. Yeah. It's, um, so, yep. yeah, I'll, I'll just be interested to see how this pans out. I think it's going to bring up, yet again, the beginning of a football season, a lot of non-sports talk. And whether it be... Um, you know, kneeling during the anthem or um, a me too, me too type, right? Like this is just uh, yet again, we talk a lot about how sports is not just about sports. We've done a lot of talking about sports being a place for social change and whether or not we think it should be and, you know, whether or not we do think it should be, it seems like it is lately. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of interesting. And I think this is, going to bring a lot of those issues back up to the surface again and I'll be interested to see if this is something where you know everyone just kind of agrees like this is exactly what needed to happen and like nobody is disagreeing with this so there's no way that you can make this into something that's going to polarize people because it's just like so correct do you get what I mean like this should have happened he, you know, he's not somebody who we want in the league and that's that. And everyone agrees. And so there's going to be no, that's it. He's just gone and, and we're not going to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Um, um, if we're at that point at, that we wouldn't have been in previous years, maybe we are now. I don't know. It's, it's, it's an ever changing landscape. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think uh, a lot of the conversation today was, is John Gruden ever going to work in the NFL again? No, fuck no. He is going to retire. He's made enough money. Right. He spent X amount of years as the Monday Night Football analyst making millions of dollars. He made whatever millions he was making as part of his 10 year contract with the Las Vegas Raiders. Dude, he doesn't need to work again. He nobody would hire him. Nobody would be in their right mind. Yeah, he's untouchable Correct. from a hiring perspective. Correct. And he I would agree. I, I don't know how old he is. I, I think he's still relatively young. Um maybe in his mid fifties, maybe I, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look that up, but, um, don't worry. I'm on it. Okay. I will find out for you. He's an abnormal mid fifties man, right? From a financial perspective, he's going to be fine. He can disappear into anonymity. We never have to hear from John Gruden again. The only way we're going to hear from John Gruden is Frank Caliendo doing an impression. Born in 1963. 1963, 40, 40. Are you counting on your fingers? Yeah, he's he's almost 60. He's like 58. You're, you're counting on your fingers. No, I was doing mental math. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, I, I, I'm pretty good at mental math. I am not, but I had to just mock you a tiny bit. Oh, you look like you were that's a weekly, over weekly here occurrence. doing this. So here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't so know. I was I, talking I to somebody off. was talking about Rex Rex Ryan the other day, mm -hmm. and about how he'd be a good coach for the Bears. 
I want to say it might have been Brian. And I said, um, you know, wasn't his wasn't his dad a coach? And we went Buddy Ryan, a little yeah. Bit. Yep. Exactly. And uh I said I said, Yeah, he looks like he's you know younger than I expected. And Kevin said, Well, he got blacklisted for the foot fetish. Um, and I actually hadn't thought about that and the fact that that probably had quite an impact on, you know, future jobs for him and whether or not he would be hireable. But he's obviously on television still, so yeah, he's hireable he is. in some capacity. I, I'd have to read up on that story again. Uh, he's also mm-hmm. just not had a great record as an NFL head coach. Granted, Correct. it was with the New York Jets, so that has to be taken into consideration <laughs> because – a handicap. The Jets, yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> you're behind the eight ball and then some when you uh, work for the New York Jets. Um, Rex Ryan was born in '62, by the way. '62, so Just about the same age, yeah. In case um, you're curious, I'd have to read up on the foot fetish thing again, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, I feel like that pales in comparison to what John Gruden is for sure is up against. For sure. Um, but again, I'd have to read read uh, all of those. Um, instances again uh, sure yeah on the field segue um, <laughs> bears played a hell of a game on sunday against the las vegas raiders um the defense showed up big time um even without akeem hicks who we knew was doubtful questionable leaning towards doubtful to play which always brings up some questions on the defensive line for the bears mm-hmm. when he misses time but I mean, they got after Derek Carr. They played really well defensively, good enough offensively, and they won the game by plenty. Uh, We are, I say we, the Bears, are 2-2 and heading into Packers week. 3-2. and I'm sorry, 3-2. and We head into Packers week. Kelsey. um, Sunday at noon. Sunday at noon. Green Bay here in Chicago. Aaron Rodgers. Quiet in stores in the Midwest is what's going to happen. It really will be. Like real quiet. I'm going to do all my shopping. I've lived in both states. And between Bears football and Packers football, Mm -hmm. the place is shut down for three hours every Sunday. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will legit be shopping. That like, Why? kids will be down for a nap. Kevin will be Focus. watching the game, and I'll be like, "Out of here, see ya." I'm gonna go shop in a totally empty store. It'll be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's fair. I, I I get that strategy. Um, here's my thing with with Bears Packers coming up this weekend. Yes, the Bears offense is better, and and Green Bay's defense is. Eh. Um, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> knows what the fuck he's doing on that football field. Yeah, he does. And he's been playing against the Chicago Bears for a long, long time. It seems like every time the Bears play the Packers, Aaron Rodgers has the ball in his hands on a pass drop back for about 1.2 seconds before it's gone, rendering the pass rush ineffective. Yeah. And so how do you think that's going to play out on Sunday? Oh, it's going to be more of the same. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers knows so your, how to beat your this prediction defense. is the Bears are going to lose. Okay? I yes. I okay. I'm looking up the betting line right now. I would guess it's Bears minus 4 or plus 4 maybe I would I would guess. Okay. Uh they are home so that might factor into it. Um bear with me while I load up my sportsbook oh, app. Bear with me. Uh, What's the weather for Sunday? Is it going to be nice? Not like it matters with the Packers. They're one app at a time, Kelsey. But... One app at a time. Um Let's see. 
thought you were a multitasker. <laughs> Silly me. <laughs> I will look up weather. Okay. Yeah, it's giving me all college right now. Let me look up NFL. Weather.com, by the way, has got more freaking ads than AccuWeather. Anything. Go to AccuWeather. Oh, okay. Much more accurate. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I see. Uh, Bears, I, I, I was actually pretty pretty spot on. Bears plus four and a half as of Tuesday evening um, on the lakefront on Sunday. So, um, yeah, and, and plus 180 on the money line. So Packers fairly heavily favored on Sunday uh, when they take on your beloved Chicago Bears. And honestly, rightly so, right? It's... It's still Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. They still have all those offensive weapons. Yeah. Uh, they have a lot going for them. You know, they still mm-hmm. have – obviously, the division is still very much in question. I mean, if the Bears beat the Packers, all of a sudden we're tied for first place. And granted, there's still, you know, more than half the season to play. But um, still, I mean, the, the Packers are – That would be wonderful and yeah. lovely and a nice surprise. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Does – your husband talked to your father on Bears Packers week, or is that like a like a thing? Because I know your dad's a big Packer fan. Uh, yeah, mostly. I mean, they're very civil. Um, my dad is a a huge Packers fan, um, but he is just as likely to talk shit about them because he's that <laughs> kind of Packers fan. So he'll he'll be like, you know, let's say they win. They'll be like, yeah, we had it, but just barely. They barely deserved to win that game. <laughs> so he's a rational fan is what you're saying. Yeah, something yeah. equally, um, you know, kind of like that. Like, he he flat out turned off the game on, on Saturday. No, Sunday. They played Sunday. They yeah. did play Sunday, yeah. Yeah, and it was like it just uh, the missed goals and missed Oh, yeah, that was, was bizarre. It was ugly. And, yeah, I mean, my, my mom showed up at her mom's like an hour and a half earlier than anticipated because they, uh, my dad got mad at the TV and turned it off. Yeah. Um, by the TV, I mean he got mad at the team um, <laughs> and, and turned off the TV. So, you know, and that was kind of a – My grandma Crosby was very surprised. A... She goes, I never thought you'd, you'd turn off the game. And my mom was like, yeah, we quit. We quit it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mason Crosby is um, a pretty damn good kicker. Yeah. Um, in yeah, recent years, though, he has surprising. had his struggles. He's had – streaks i feel yeah really bad streaks yes yes Um, you're not wrong and yeah so like i i i sort of talk about him like i talk about um my old job um in customer service there was something where like we did pretty well but when we fucked it up we fucked everything (laughs) about it up like we would have somebody's order that like we didn't put in right Uh and then it got delayed in the warehouse and then it got returned to us and then it got like bad on top of bad on top of bad like that's what we did yep. with those particular cases i feel like that's him kind of like <laughs> he's consistently pretty good but when he screws up man it's yeah and it's and bad. not long ones either that he was missing and and no. both him and the Bengals kicker it was just it yeah was, it was both of them yeah it was so, it was bizarre it was really it was uh, a bizarre game and that was the game that was on before the bears here um so you know yeah and I think Ann and I both had fantasy implications in that game, sure. so we were attentive to it. Um, by the way, I, I know you're not a fantasy football player, but um, last night for the Monday Night Football game, I had three players going. I needed 70 points to win the game. I got 102. It was insane. Oh, so you won. I did. Good job. Yeah, my first win in that league. This is a uh, league I'm in with Kevin. Um, <laughs> I was playing our, our buddy Mondri, 
I, I felt a little bit badly because he and I are both near the bottom of the standings, and he was beating me by 70 points going into Monday night. And Yikes. Um, Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown, and Jonathan Taylor all went off. I think five or six touchdowns between the three of them. It was just – it was insane. Um, yeah. Without a doubt, the best fantasy football night I've ever had. But you don't care about my fantasy team. Nobody does. So I, I get that. Um, well, I'm happy for you. Well, thank as you. As a supportive co-host. Thank you. Good I appreciate job. that. I appreciate that. I just blacked out for the last couple of minutes while you <laughs> talked about it because that's what happens when people talk about fantasy football. Yeah. yeah I mean, but... it's you're, you're not wrong. I mean, it, people bring their fantasy teams up to me, and I'm like, I don't care. I did a confidence <laughs> pool. Years oh, ago. Okay. I'm not, this is not recent. This is like many, many years ago. Vin ran a, a confidence league or whatever. Yep. And every week you did your one through 16. Yep. And um, you know what that takes was strategy? Fun. Confidence is, I, I've done confidence pools and I didn't do very well, but you know what takes strategy is survivor pools. Okay. You'll have to explain what that is to me. Sure. So a survivor pool is you pick one team to win every week and you cannot duplicate picks over the, in, the course of the entire season or however long the pool lasts. So like if I pick the Bears one week, I can never pick them again. Correct. Correct. So you have to Why look at the... Why is this called survivor? Because once you lose, you're eliminated. Oh. Yep. Dang, so eventually you've throat. got maybe two, three people left by week 12 or 13. And then you're t you're starting to talk about splitting the pot because you get nervous. <laughs> that feels very difficult because yeah, you can't rely on being like, well, a couple of years ago, like oh, I'll right. take the Patriots every week. So I'm I'm in two fantasy football leagues that are both twelve team leagues, which is very deep. Like okay, that's I mean you're there's nobody available in free agency un unless you know somebody drops somebody, whatever. Right? There's it's not like there's you know you you just can't go to the store and pick up. You know, whatever. That's a good analogy. I get that. Yeah, okay. you, you really have to draft well, and you have to get lucky with injuries in, in deep leagues like that. With survivor pools and, and with confidence pools too, right, there's no limit to how many people can enter. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming so. I, I've never run one, but... Well, Vin um, is not well-liked by that many people, so it was a pretty small <laughs> league. Uh, he doesn't listen to this podcast either, so I can say <laughs> all the shit I want. <laughs> Um, we need to change that. He needs to get on this. There, there is a theme of his, his wife is a friend I, I of the pod. I guess men in my life, but people in my life not yeah. listening to this podcast. His, his wife has literally been on the podcast. What the hell? I'm, I'm counting Anne as one of my people. That's how desperate <laughs> I am. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. So there's no limit to survivors or confidence so that the, the pot can get really, really big. Um, and you know, so when you start talking about getting yeah. to the last three or four people, then splitting the pot and, you know, making four or five times your, your entry fee or, or more than that even becomes really attractive. And I don't blame people for wanting to split that pot. Sure. Um, so bears Packers this weekend, the white Sox are out. The Blackhawks begin their regular season tomorrow night. Um, Kelsey, we went to, Ann and I went to. Uh, the final Blackhawks preseason game on Saturday. Saw it on Facebook. Yeah. We talked about it last week. I remembered. I'm yeah. a good friend. There you go. There you go. Um, so we talked about you know, like what the COVID vaccination proof protocols were going to be. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't know if disappointed is the right word, but I was shocked it was as rudimentary as it was. 
Uh-oh. Because literally we just walked up to, before we walked into the door to the stadium, they had two people at the gate um, just looking at vaccine cards. Okay. Um, and we had our actual physical cards because uh, we weren't uh. sure whether or not they would accept a picture on the phone, which it turns out they would. However, there was no ID check to go along with oh. said card. Right? Yeah. It was just Whoops. present a vaccination <laughs> card. And we've heard um, on the news about how people are faking these cards uh-huh. and it's so easy. And yeah. um, actually, you know, Anne got vaccinated so early that her vaccine card is just a oh. sheet of printer paper. Yeah, because she's in the field. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Right. right. And interesting. My, mine is like the legit one because it was several yeah. months after the fact that for sure that I got it. But um, yeah, I was I was like, OK, huh. like obviously we are. So, it's you know, nothing to me. But, um, you know, the, the, the person who's, you know, faking or bringing a fake vaccination card up there. I mean, you're yeah. You know, I, I, I don't want to get anyway because we've been down that road and, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah. I feel Maybe it's, it's time to have Kim back on. A little bit. Fl- yeah. Yeah, definitely. A um, little bit. Flawed, and got her booster. She did today, actually. That's exciting. Yes. She sent a, she sent a photo. Mm-hmm. Girl. It was yeah. very exciting. Yeah. Um, We're very happy for her. I don't know. So it, it's interesting you bring that up. So uh, we asked uh, a, a separate nurse friend of ours. Um, about yes. their or her opinion of the booster shot, and given the field that Ann's in, Krisha was for it. Um, I asked her about my high school basketball referee season that's coming up in a month, like a month and three days is my first game. Okay. Um, without a global pandemic, I am shocked that I don't get sick more often. Because I'm around okay. 25 to 30 different kids every single night. Yeah, that's fair. You must have a, a very good immune system. I generally do because I, I get maybe one, again, aside from a global pandemic, uh, get maybe one, you know, pretty good head cold a year. You know, it's, it's with me for a week, week or two, whatever. And I'm fine, right? Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I haven't good had the you. flu in years. Of course, I'm jinxing that now, but, you know. Um, but you know, being a high school basketball ref, you're around all these different kids, you're touching the ball, everybody's touching the ball. Um, last year they did a pretty good job of sanitizing the balls. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, (laughs) They sanitize the balls. Yeah. Uh, taking the basketball out of play and replacing it with a clean one. (laughs) And now I will wash the balls. This episode took a turn. Um, <laughs> a while ago, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, so they, they did a pretty good job, you know, making sure the basketballs that were in play were sanitized. Um, and, you know. That was I, very PC of you. Good job, Brady. Yeah, th- yeah thank you. Uh, we are going to be, at least at this point, wearing masks again this season. Uh, I bought a new and improved whistle mask, so I don't look like I have a ball sack hanging off my face. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever see a picture of, of that? I, I'll have to send it to you. Um, oh, I would love to see that. So <laughs> the mask I bought last season for, for basketball, it was incredibly functional, but it looked really, really awkward. <laughs> um, so I, I, the company who makes it, uh, I think, realized that and made a better one. Uh, so I bought the better one for, for this upcoming season. Um, 
So, but I, look, I'm, I'm looking forward to having a normal, at least a normal timed basketball season. And yeah. obviously uh, a lot knowing more games. Knowing there will be one. Knowing there will be one. Nice. Not having to cram nine games a week into five sure. weeks. Um, looking at my schedule over the last few days, it's going to be a much less strenuous uh, schedule. My legs will appreciate that. My back will appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> look, uh, I get You're older. You're in better shape than you were last year, though, yes? I yeah. Mean, you've been working pretty yeah. hard to... Yeah, but yeah. I'm another year older, and okay, fair. the kids stay the same fair. age, right? I'm never... <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I don't want to quote Matthew McConaughey uh, here because that but was... But you're gonna. <laughs> no, because that would be inappropriate. However... <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. Um, All right. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you were going to yeah, say. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, but it'll, it'll be fun to, uh, um, you know, have a normal normal season, masked or not. Um, sure. I, I wondered if uh, high school football players had to wear masks uh, this season. I, I, I don't know. Uh, and nobody I asked oh. knew uh, whether football players had to wear masks. Obviously, question. their sport is outdoors. Um, basketball being indoors, we have to wear masks, whatever. We're, I'm, I'm happy to be out there. Um, and look, it's a good little side gig for, uh, for the, uh, for the old bank account. So that's, that's always sure. a good time too. Um, okay. It is, uh, just about time for this week in history. I'm looking forward to this because we didn't do one last week. Correct. I hope I have, um, picked appropriately exciting categories. So. I'm always concerned I'm ready. about that. October 12th, which is today. Yep. 1492. Oh, God. October 12th, 1492. Well, it must be when Columbus landed at, at uh, wherever he landed. And you are correct, sir. After sailing across the Atlantic Ocean, Italian explorer Christopher Columbus sights a Bahamian island on October 12th, 1492, believing he has reached East Asia. Wrong. Fool. Fool. Um, What I thought was kind of cool, actually, um, and a little more topical, is that Columbus was honored with a U.S. federal holiday in 1937. And then since 1991, dozens of cities and a growing number of states have adopted Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah, that's that was all the rage yesterday on Mm -hmm. social media was Indigenous Peoples Day. I, I joked with my coworkers that um, I haven't had Columbus Day off since school, and, and it's still yeah. a federal holiday, right? Like yeah. the, the schools get it off, the banks get it off, the government gets it off, but I don't think anybody else does, really. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's one of those that they, you know, I mean, for as far as work holidays, most places, unless they're following a school schedule, because a lot of their employees have children and they're yeah. trying to be cognizant of that. Sure. Most workplaces don't take it off. I mean, their federal holidays are um, only going to be, for the most part, Fourth of July, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Memorial, and... Labor. Yeah, so those four, and then yeah, Memorial and Labor Day, so six. MLK Day is uh, a one that's growing. I think obviously schools and banks. Um, sure. The company I work for, we got a half day for MLK. This past oh. year, and it's going to be a full day this coming January. So, That's um, exciting. I think more and more people are going to get MLK Day off too. I um, remember at the track we got a lot of random holidays like Columbus Day off during um, the off season. Up, correct. Yeah. To make up for the fact that we worked Mother's Day, <laughs> Father's Day, Fourth <laughs> right. of July, Labor yeah. Day. Yeah. That makes day. sense. Yeah, I can correct. see that. Yeah. Yes. 
Okay. Moving on from October 12th, October 13th, 1792. 1792, October 13th. Um, French and Indian War related, maybe? Is that too early? It's too late. Too late. French and Indian War was pre-revolution. Oh, okay. Okay. You may be um, thinking the War of 1812, but Brady. <laughs> when was the War of 1812? Wrong. You'd be wrong. <laughs> um, 1792, October 13th, the White House... The oh, first cornerstone okay. was laid. All right. Um, the uh, newly designated capital of Washington, D.C. work began on the neoclassical White House building at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Construction team comprised of enslaved and freed African-American and European immigrants. The Irish-American architect James Hoban oversaw the design and George Washington chose the site. Smaller than you'd think, um, just looking at it from the street. But it is a sprawling campus with the mm. extensions that that go off of it. I know, I know the uh, like the West Wing, the East Wing, whatever. That was a later addition, but um, like the it White House down, itself. Right? Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Was Madison's. That, it yeah. was it was sieged during the Civil War. In the... Was it during the Civil War? No, it was not. It was sieged I by think it was the during British. The War of eighteen twelve. It might have been the War of 1812. <laughs> I don't remember. When was the War of 1812? <laughs> uh, White House attack? That's probably not a good one. That's going to give me a list. <laughs> yeah, yeah that might get you on a list somewhere. Yeah, right? Okay. That's probably a bad idea. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go back and we'll figure that out for next week. Okay, fair. All right, moving along. Oh, by the way, um, the first president to actually be in the White House was President John Adams in 1800. Okay. So it took eight years to construct the original. Ah, uh, this was what I was, I had never heard of before. October 14th, 1912. Politics. October 14th, 1912. Sounds like an election year. Um, Teddy Roosevelt related, maybe? Ooh, damn, you're good. Yes. <laughs> yes. And this is something I never had known about him. Uh, which you may not get that Yeah, final. no, yeah, I don't think no, I, I got that part. Okay. I'm I'm pretty happy with what I got. <laughs> yeah. Um, Teddy Roosevelt was shot in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee? In Milwaukee. It says before a campaign speech in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, presidential candidate Teddy Roosevelt is shot at close range by saloon keeper John Schrank while greeting the public. I think we know uh, Teddy Roosevelt to be the most badass president there ever was. So apparently he was like mostly fine. Um, <laughs> mostly because he fine? Had, he had a glasses case and a, a, a thick folio of papers in his breast pocket. Okay. And <laughs> As so one does he, in 1912. He got just a flesh wound and it wasn't apparently like a big deal. Tis but a flesh um, wound. I know. <laughs> it says Shrank, who shot him, was immediately detained and reportedly offered as his motive, quote, any man looking for a third term ought to be shot. Hence, so he's also a total badass, like but like not later. in the right way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, he spent the rest of his life in an insane asylum. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had no idea that Teddy Roosevelt was shot. I had no clue. I don't um, think I knew that either. And this was, um, I think then, okay, hold on. 
he was defeated. Oh, I shouldn't have gotten rid of the rest of it. He was defeated by Wilson. I think it was in that race. I think I was in maybe third or fourth grade. I did some sort of essay on Teddy Roosevelt. I don't remember if I okay. chose that or was assigned Teddy Roosevelt, but... Robin Williams played him in the second yes. night at the museum, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. I, I vaguely remember that and him being kind of wild. I think Teddy had a reputation for just, like, disappearing for a month at a time while president. Mm. Like, in Yosemite or something like that, and just riding a moose somewhere. I don't know. Something like that. So, <laughs> he was the president from 1901 to 1909, he was shot in 1912. Okay. And so he was not actually the active president at that time, but he was campaigning to be president again gotcha. for a third term, but not a consecutive term. Okay. Just fun facts that we'll do there. Okay. October 15th, 1989, sports. Would this have to do with an earthquake in California? I find that very doubtful. Really? October 15th, 1989. I know 1989 was the earthquake in the Oakland A's World Series. Um, oh, not today, apparently. Or not oh. the 15th. <laughs> okay, but that but might come up later. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to look for it now. Uh, October this is 15th, not that. 1989 sports. Um, Walter Payton breaks a record? No, but it's a record breaker. Oh, okay. 1980. Um, Wrong sport. Wrong sport. Um, it can't be baseball because postseason wouldn't count. Um, shit, football's the only other thing going on there. Um, and that's incorrect. What is it? Wayne Gretzky breaks the NHL points uh, record. I guess it would be like opening weekend. It says Gordie Howe's point record of 1850 was broken in the final period of the game against the Edmonton Oilers. Gretzky's record-setting goal tied the game. In overtime, he scored another, and the Kings, for whom he played, won 5-4. to four. Okay. Bravo, the great Wayne one. Gretzky. The great one. Yeah. Mm, okay. October 16th, 1986. Kevin Lachlan, born. Kevin Lachlan was born. <laughs> Kevin will be 35 on Saturday. Oh, my God. What, we've what? hit we've hit the 35s. What? What? <laughs> we have hit the for sure mid 30s. Lauren, you're next. We're getting closer to 40 than we are <laughs> to 30. Yeah. And Vin turned 40 this year and I was like oh, we're almost there. Yep. Okay. Yep. That was apparently too easy for you, but that's okay. Yeah. I am glad that you know his birth date. I am proud of I'm, you. I'm pretty good with like birth dates. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, October 17th, 1931, I'd call this a U.S. current event. A US Maybe crime. Could be crime. Um, is it too late for Al Capone? It is not. Oh, so it must be Al Capone. Brought ding, up ding, on like, like tax fraud or whatever he was got for. Indeed. <laughs> Sentenced to 11 years in prison for tax evasion. Tax evasion. That's what it was. Yeah. Signaling the downfall of one of the most notorious criminals of the 20s and 30s. Bravo, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I'm very proud of you. Okay, let's <laughs> see if you have one more in you. Okay. October 18th, 1931. Uh, famous person. 
famous person. Is this a death or is it? Um, it's a death. Yeah, I'll give you that. Death. Famous person. Death. Nineteen. Er, and yeah, I'm not going to give this late. It's not a sports person. It's not like a celebrity. It's not political. But it's a famous person. You know this person. I know this person. Okay. Yeah. Um, Harriet Tubman. Oh no, but that was a good guess. Um, actually, that was not a good guess. That was <laughs> she, she a horrible guess. Old, I think. I think maybe. All right, I'll go look. Um, Thomas Edison. Thomas died. Edison. October eighteenth, nineteen thirty-one. I know. One of the most prolific inventors in history. He yeah, died the in West light Orange, bulb. Hello. Yes, thank you, Brady. <laughs> the age of eighty-four. Make our listeners aware. Just in case. Yes. We were all aware of that. I didn't pay attention in school. I also think um, the phonograph was him, wasn't it? Hold on. The phonograph? Mm-hmm. I think so. He yeah. was a serial inventor. Uh, Edison continues work on the telegraph, and in 1877, he stumbled on one of his great inventions, the phonograph. Oh, just stumbled upon it, huh? Mm-hmm. While working on a way to record telephone communications. Oh, that's hilarious. Way ahead of his time. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Well, that's questionable. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. There's nothing else that's exciting in here about this. But Fair. now I got to know when Harriet Tubman died. So just talk amongst yourself. I, I think it might have been. Well, so that was Civil War. So. Mm. Yeah. Let's uh, let's look up her Wikipedia. Ooh, 1913. Okay. Uh, so I was 20 years off. Yeah, that was a little yeah. too much. I'm sorry. Yeah. We don't give you points for that. Uh, speaking of Kevin's birthday, we're all going axe throwing. This I've never been axe throwing. I know. Isn't this exciting? I'm honestly shocked that they sell alcohol at this place. Yeah, I think we better like really be careful about that. <laughs> I think that that could be a bad combo, and I agree with you. I'm sure there are like a million liability things. So to out. I wonder if it's like um, one of those like um, not like recreational go karting places, but um, like K1 Speed is what I'm thinking of. There's a couple locations in our area. Yeah, we've been there. Yeah. Um, they were actually one of my accounts, the one in Bloomingdale or Addison, whatever town that is, um, when I was at the beer company. Okay. Um, they will not allow you to purchase alcohol until after you are done racing, which makes sense because those, I mean, those cards get up and go. Um, well, Whirly Ball always surprised me, but you, you have to sign away your firstborn. Ben is going to Whirly Ball very soon. <laughs> um, like, he's theirs now. Yeah. He's been given away <laughs> for many, many years. Um, but yeah, that, that one, I know that there are so many waivers, but I also think it's kind of crazy. Like, I'm a little bit wowed by the fact that they allow you to drink and then ram the cars into the edge. At Whirly but, Ball, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, so it's they, crazy. They, they, sign, they make you sign a waiver of not like, I won't drink before I drive. It is. No, it's just a waiver of like, if I yeah. become paralyzed, I'm not going to sue you. Right. Right, right, right. Basically. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, no. K1 Speed is like, you cannot drink before. Like, they'll put a wristband on you once you order a drink, and that will preclude you from driving the go-kart. Because, I mean, they, they are, I mean, I, I don't know what speed they get up to, but it's pretty legit. Um, yeah, that cart yeah. racing. So um, it makes sense to me. Um, but, you know, just to cover their bases. But yeah, I mean, sharp things flying through the air and they're going to well, sell alcohol. What about that axe bouncing back in that one? Who sent that? Was it Lauren? Uh, I don't oh, recall. That was 
horrifying. There's like a like a gif of somebody throwing the axe and it bounces right back. And I'm like, hopefully none of us missed that badly. Hopefully none of us missed that badly. Um, But it's going to be a lot of fun. I will say I cut off a big fingernail and a mandolin. I am not a coordinated (laughs) person. I'm not sure how this is going to (laughs) go. I'm sure there will be like a tutorial beforehand. Like somebody's going to get up there and. uh, show us how to do it. Um, mm-hmm, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it's just like two hands over the head and just, you know, let it go. But maybe it's a little mm-hmm. bit more technical We're going to lay the shit out of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so that'll be fun to celebrate Kevin's birthday coming up this weekend. Uh, by the way, shout out to Lucky Shot, our two-year-old, who won Ooh. his or broke his maiden at second asking. It's technically the first race he actually finished. Okay. Um, <laughs> because the first time... First time out at Arlington, uh, maybe a month ago or so, he uh, got to about the half-mile pole and unseated the rider, so technically didn't finish the race. So, <laughs> yeah, this is the first race he actually finished, but got the job done at Hawthorne in a maiden special race, a uh, special weight race. So, um, <laughs> a typical two-year-old, he was running down the middle of track and looking all over the place, even though he had blinkers <laughs> on. He was like a kid in a candy store, just looking it's all like over the place. Adam. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Toddler. we'll uh, we'll we'll Toddler. see we'll see where they go with Lucky Shot from here. But uh, that's exciting. Yeah, it, it is. To you know, anytime you have a two year old break uh, break a maiden early on, especially at a, at a maiden allowance, doesn't matter you know where it is. Um, and he it, it wasn't like he won by a neck. He won by three or four lengths. So that's great. Um, oh. You know, well, it, congratulations to the stable. That's yeah, great. absolutely. It's been a little bit rough lately, but uh, <laughs> nice, to, nice, <laughs> nice to see Lucky Shot come that's through. That's why they call it a gamble, Brady. Ah, they that's do. That's why. They do. They do. Um, anything else top of mind? I, I can't think of anything else. No, I don't think so, okay. except... The Paw Patrol episode playing in the background I've seen now one million times I'll bet. this week, and I'll I'm bet. over it. So, <laughs> well, hey, don't, we'll uh, don't we'll, have kids. <laughs> <laughs> we will we will see you on Saturday for axe throwing. Hopefully, we come back with all all of our appendages. Yes, everyone, um, pray for us, please. <laughs> we want to uh, have all ten fingers and toes. That's right. That's right. Next week, I haven't decided yet what we're going to focus on, and the Blackhawks will have had their first couple of games so maybe a Blackhawks season preview so to speak obviously Bears going on so lots to talk about here in it's gonna Chicago be all sports sporty. Yeah, yeah, it might be we'll see we'll see with the White Sox being done though you know it's um, you know takes one team out of the equation there you go <laughs> well until next time I'm Brady and I'm Kelsey and we'll be back one last call for alcohol so finish your whiskey or beer Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here